Listener Production. US stocks coast into the end of the week, but post impressive weekly improvements. And Aussie shares expected to rise on Monday as oil rebounds on bets OPEC will further cut output. I'm Tom. And I'm Ryan. It's Monday, the 20th of November. Welcome to the Comsec Market Update. Ryan, at face value, it doesn't seem like there was terribly much to mention in dispatches when it came to US markets. We had the Dow finish flat, it was up 1.8 points, and the S&P 500 and the NASDAQ each up by around 0.1 of a percent. But in weekly terms, things looked a little more impressive. Uh, the Dow was up by 1.9%, the S&P up by 2.2%, and the NASDAQ up 2.4%. And that was notable, Tom, because this is the first three-week win streak for the Dow and S&P 500 since July and the first since June for the NASDAQ. In November, the S&P 500 is up 7.6% so far. The Dow is up 5.7% and the NASDAQ has leapt 9.9%. Can we call it a Santa rally Uh, yet? I think uh, people are doing that for us, but that's, I suppose, a very good point to make is that uh, these gains that we have seen in recent weeks are really just celebrated for the fact that they consolidated on those very uh, impressive moves that we saw several weeks ago where the indices were up in the order of about 6% uh, in weekly terms. So that's really the dividend that has been paid in recent weeks. Interest rate markets have played their part in the last week also in terms of uh, preserving the gains. So we saw the two-year Treasury note down by about 17 points and the 10-year Treasury note down 21 points. So You don't see these types of gains delivered in the first instance or preserved if you don't have that sizable move where rates are concerned. Well, the 10-year Treasury yield has moved down about 60 basis points from its October peak. So what we have seen really is a strange dynamic whereby the US economy was growing at its fastest rate of growth in two years. And since then, we've had weaker inflation data broadly last week and markets have repriced in accordance. The history of this story, we have seen from time to time that those discounts for for rates get priced in and priced out pretty quickly. So it really just comes down to a month to month situation at the moment when we uh, see with our own eyes how these uh, inflation outcomes are panning out. So you you would be wise to be on the balls of your feet, I suppose. Well, the dollar, the US dollar, the greenback posted its second steepest weekly decline versus other major currencies this year on Friday. There are concerns about the global growth backdrop at the moment. So it's important to realise that part of the reason why we are seeing expectations around rate cuts is that the growth dynamic is easing globally and that's playing its part with the moves in US Treasury yields. In fact, the Bloomberg Global Aggregate Bond Index, which is seen as the industry benchmark for bond market returns, is now up for the year so far. So who would have thought that with that big surge in bond yields a few months ago? It's up by uh, just a minimal amount, 0.03%, but uh, bond investors will take the gain. They they have, and then they've been celebrating and talking about how there's more chicken left on the bone in terms of the bond rally. There's been a lot of notable voices talking about the I suppose, relative value that they have uh, represented in recent times. But anyway, let's not turn this into a bond discussion, Ryan, because we know that that's not the aim of our chat in the morning. Anything in particular stood out for you last week as uh, an important feature? Well, apart from the inflation outcomes in the United States, I think on Friday it's important also to note that we saw gap surge by 30.6% as the apparel retailer posted better than expected third quarter results. So we did see 
some mixed outcomes around the retailers last week, but Ross Stores was also up by 7.2% on Friday when the company which sells clothing and home products raised its annual earnings forecast after topping third quarter sales and profit expectations. And of course, this week we're going to get Best Buy, Nordstrom and Lowe's companies. So they should post slumping sales as a consumer pulls back on discretionary spending. But of course, that's already been flagged by retail peers such as Walmart and Target. The thing that stands out with the retailers, yes, expectations have been low, but what they've delivered has actually been reasonable under the circumstances. So those predictions of that inevitable you know, wholesale retreat on the part of households and consumers is yet to eventuate. And that is a feature of many markets, including our own, I suppose, to an extent. Yes, and that's really reflected in the narrative around the US economy at the moment, whether the US Federal Reserve can pull off the fabled soft landing where unemployment doesn't jump significantly and the economy slows sufficiently for the US Federal Reserve to end its rate hiking cycle. We heard from a bunch of Fed speakers on Friday. Their messaging was very weak around the outlook and that did confuse investors somewhat, hence the muted response as far as share markets were concerned. But one area that we did see strength was in energy, and we saw the oil price rebound. So the US oilnomics price was up by 4.1% to 75.89 US dollars a barrel, and that's rebounding from a four-month low we saw on the previous day, perhaps investors covering their short positions. We've got the OPEC meeting looming on November the 26th, and there's expectations that they'll extend their production cuts from 1.15 million barrels per day as they look to support the oil price. We saw energy shares up 2.1% on the S&P 500, with Exxon up 2.4% and Chevron up 1.9%. So it should should be a good day for Aussie energy producers. You would think, but I suppose the other point to consider is that notwithstanding that substantial rally on Friday, in weekly terms, oil was still down by a percent. And notwithstanding that conversation uh, around continued intentions on the part of OPEC to cut production, uh, oil prices haven't really tuned into that. No, so worries about Chinese demand in particular, rising US supply and, and inventories. And then on top of this dynamic, prices rose on Friday after the US imposed sanctions on maritime companies and vessels for shipping Russian oil sold above the Group of Seven's price cap. So it'll be interesting to see what happens this week in the oil space. Yeah, so commodity prices were uh, tending to move higher on Friday, not universally, however. So that's uh, something to bear in mind, notwithstanding that uh, moderation where the Aussie dollar was notwithstanding that moderation where the US dollar was concerned. Looking ahead this week, there is a litany of companies who will be convening AGMs. Uh, but outside of that, it's a fairly thin menu, isn't it, Ryan? We've got the minutes from the last RBA meeting, of course, where they shocked some people by raising interest rates, not the CBA Economics Department, because presciently they predicted that there'd be a rate hike of a quarter of a cent. Are we going to extract anything uh, meaty out of these minutes? Well, I think the speech from the Reserve Bank Governor on Wednesday night at the Australian Business Economist Annual Dinner. That'll be a nice little meal, won't it, Tom? That'll be... Thanks uh, for the invite. Didn't make it? No. Where's, where's the... Uh, where's the love? <laughs> where are the manners? Indeed. But these will come... This speech will come after the meeting minutes. The title of the speech is yet to be released, but arguably Michelle Bullock's commentary will be far more important than the backward-looking meeting minutes. And, of course... We've had solid job numbers released recently, wages growth, which was stronger than expected, 
that it all will hinge on the monthly consumer price index, which is released next week. Indeed. So the futures are indicating that we'll kick off with a reasonable improvement of 0.4 of a percent. It's a question of whether or not that gets preserved over the course of the day. The Australian market has been a little bit patchy over the course of the last couple of weeks. Yeah, Tom, the Aussie market fell slightly on Friday, down 0.1%, dragged down by energy and consumer discretionary shares. But still, the benchmark posted a weekly advance of 1.1% last week closing at its highest level since October the 13th. So we look to build on those gains today. No meaningful economic data released today, but WeBit Nano hosted an investor meeting in Perth. ProMedicus and Universal Store Holdings also host investor meetings. The Universal Store meeting will be important from the perspective that will give us an update on retail spending. And we have Chinese loan prime rates also announced. So it'll be interesting to see whether we see some rate cuts to support the Chinese economy. Indeed. The Aussie dollar has pushed ahead slightly compared to where it closed on Friday. It's trading just above 65 US cents. Thanks very much for tuning in this morning. Have a wonderful day and we look forward to talking to you again tomorrow. This podcast is prepared, approved and distributed in Australia by Commonwealth Securities Limited, ABN 60067-254-399, AFSL 238814. The information does not take into consideration your objectives, financial situation or needs. Consider the appropriateness of the information before acting and if necessary, seek appropriate professional advice. Listener.